We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Audio courtesy of Valley Sports. I thought it was one of the best wins of the season so far, and I'll tell you more about that later on in the show, probably at 7 o'clock. Just want to let everybody know, I've already texted Joe Thomas. Can't get him if you don't ask. I've already texted Joe Thomas. Tone, you were there. Bill Callahan is leaving us. So, I was going to say this is a big blow, but then our fans got mad last time we were talking about it being a big blow, and they're like, we're going to survive. And I'm like, well, I didn't think the team was going to move over the Bill Callahan. So, there's got to be something between this is the end of the world for the Browns and... Yeah, maybe it's not uh, not 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 the t- most terrible thing in the world. Maybe we'll survive. Well, it's got to be something in between. He's not a he's not a mortal. He was going to leave at some point. Uh, but also, those players he coached don't just lose all that information, right? And ability. Uh, no, but that is a weird thing about coaching. He kind of eh, how to. Okay, like the new guy coming in who will probably, I mean, I'm imagining it was his assistant offensive line coach will probably get bumped up at this point, but we'll see. Um, It isn't like they're going to sit there and talk to each other like Joel Batodia isn't going to rally the guys around and go, all right, let's remember what Bill told us here. Like, that's not going to happen. No, that's not what I'm saying. Well, what are you saying? I'm saying they're not going to go, wait a minute, so who's the mic? They go, where? (laughs) That's not happening. They know how to do it. They were good players. He obviously was very huge in Dewan Jones' development. And right? now that he's not there, do you worry about Dewan Jones' development now, coming back from injury? But that was that was a situation this year. If you mm-hmm. ever listen to people in Philadelphia talk about what happened there with Steichen leaving, right, and yep. and the coordinators leaving, most of the players were the same, right, in Philadelphia. Yes. So it is always that. Like I get what you're saying, Owen. Because it shouldn't matter, right? Guys should guys should know what what's being taught. That should be the whole point of coaching is not just to absorb that for and that Steichen day. Wasn't, his impact wasn't as a position coach, though. Well, just as the coordinator. It was yeah. the coordinator. That's a lot different than coaching an individual position that is a unit within the bigger group of offense. And offensive line coaches are... The highest paid. I didn't realize that of any personnel group. So you're right about that, Owen. I I just I just know people lose more sleep over losing their coordinators than they do normally their their personnel coaches. Yeah, because we only pay attention to the coordinators. I mean, rarely do they show the offensive line coach on the field or on the sideline. 
You understand what I'm saying? Like, they don't really show. Like, Bill Callahan, they might show him because he is a former Super Bowl coach. Yeah, he went to the Super Bowl. Coach, and he was also one of the coaches at Nebraska at one point. Like, they show him because he's been around the league for a long time, but I don't think – I'm pretty positive 99% of the time they don't show an offensive line They coach. never showed Bob Wiley until we saw him do yeah. the, the gut yep. set hut thing. Like, we would see Bob Wiley and we go, ooh, look at this unit. Love this guy. You can tell this guy's got a story to tell. And boy, did he ever. What a mysterious individual. Big fan of Bob Wiley. Are you surprised However, Browns didn't put up a fight? No, it's a son. What are you well, some people are. Some people, some people are no, living. They're on. saying, you can't tell us how important this guy is, and then let him just walk out the door for nothing. Who said that? I, I mean, that was, that was something was that... Was this Dennis 6969, no, or was this like a real... No, I mean, remember, this was Ross Tucker came on and said, why can't you trade him? Like, if he's as valuable as you and I think he is, how did the Browns not get something for him? How did they not elevate him? Uh, What was his contract situation? It's a seven-year-old man. It's his son. What are you going to do? It's his son. If he just what like you can't hold him hostage, he would just go. Okay, I'm just gonna yeah. go home. Yeah, like you, he, you, can't. you and I, you and I know that. I'm just, I'm just talking to the fans that if guys like us are telling you, and the Browns are telling you, and Stefanski told told you what a key hire this was. Yeah, remember when they hired Callahan yeah. around the NFL? I we could go back and look at the archives. Yeah. We had people saying that might be the most important. Kind of like when. Urban Meyer had a strength and conditioning coach the day he got hired at Ohio State, brought him in from Florida. They're like, that's the biggest hire. That's not a coordinators. That's the biggest hire. With the Browns, when they hired Stefanski, I remember people were saying Bill Callahan was the most important hire uh, for a young head coach like Stefanski who was going to get his bearings, who hadn't had that kind of leadership role. Bill Callahan was the most important hire. And now we're coming off a, a season that you know now – this offseason, we're like, where where's this whole thing going? And you lose that guy. I can understand some fans going, you didn't put up a fight, you didn't give him a raise, you didn't, you didn't, you're Haslam's. You have more money than anybody. You're everybody's bragging about how he can do things with the salary cap no one else can do because he'll yeah. pay. You can't do that with your coach. That's what the fans no. I could understand saying. If he wants to go coach for his son or with his son, he's gonna go do that. It's a terrible look to to try to get in the way of something like that. So, come on. Well, Sarah, gotta, aren't the Browns all in? I thought the Browns were all in. Doesn't seem like they're all in if they don't want to keep you, the most can, important can position coach in the league. That, that these are not your opinions, no. apparently. These are opinions of Browns no, fans. When Listen, we, we made it very clear. When Brian Callahan got hired, me and you thought, bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Yes. That's the end. And by the way, the Tennessee Titans have messed everything up for the Browns. Explain more. So... Show your work, I will if show, you will. I will show my work on that. So, Tennessee had nothing to play for in the final game of the year against Jacksonville. Okay. All Jacksonville oh, had man, to do. That's right. All they had to do. And and Mike Vrabel was their head coach, and his teams don't don't lie down. And now he has since been fired. But And for what? He was put down. But last game of the year against Jacksonville, they beat the Jags. All the Browns fans were watching that game. Yep. Because we thought... Not only was Jacksonville going to win the easy game mm-hmm. when they had their playoff hopes on the line and Tennessee had nothing to play for. They were going to win, and then there were going to be 75% Browns fans in that stadium. We had just beaten Trevor Lawrence. We had just beaten that Jacksonville team, and we, our defense made made him look pretty bad, I thought. And so a rematch in Jacksonville, we weren't worried about going there because we knew we'd take over the stadium. Instead, 
Tennessee beats Jacksonville 28-20. We draw Houston, who we had also just beaten, but no C.J. Stroud. We go there, and while we took over the tailgates from people that were there, there were like 15% Browns fans. It was not a home game. It was nothing like it. Mm -hmm. So we get clobbered, and Vrabel's out the door. They hire Brian Callahan, and Callahan, of course, they hire the one guy who's associated with your best position coach, the son of your position coach. They screwed up everything. Tennessee just doomed the Cleveland Browns forever. And you know where our owner is from. No, I'm just kidding. Last part, I'm just throwing that. Holy no. God. <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't help the matter now, does it? The damn Titans. Well, well, no more Bill Callahan. It's a pretty big loss there. It is a big loss. Don't immediately people are going to go. You're making too big a deal about it. yeah because you're trying to make yourself feel better. You 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 cannot say it doesn't mean that next season's going to be a wash. But don't tell me it's not a big loss. It's a big loss. Well, listen, everybody this is, and their brother. Oh, it, we got when they had to line up. Okay, we got to bring in Michael Dunn. All right, we got to bring in Blake Hance. All right, we have to bring in Jaron Christian. Have you ever heard of Jaron Christian? No, I haven't heard of Jaron Christian. They got to bring that guy in. Well, Jack Conklin's out. We got to take the fourth round rookie and put him in. Oh, by the way. Jed Wills, you know how disappointed you are in him? Okay, well, now he's not going to have Bill Callahan to help him out, and he's going to be over there at left tackle. Yeah, everything's just hunky-dory. I mean, don't don't tell me all season long when you knew he was here how great he is and how important he is, and then when he and it is within his right, but don't all of a sudden say, that's ah, no big loss. It's a loss. Let's call it what it is. And I'm, I, I got the paper out. I got the pen out. Off-season record is going on, and the first move, because I can't say, is Ken Dorsey a win? Because Albert Breer yesterday kind of just went like, eh, it was kind of a run-in-the-mill thing. So I, I I don't know if I can start the season with a tie. Technically, the Browns have before. But I don't know if I can start the off-season record with a tie. But I, if you want me to put it in there, that's fine. Is that fine or can I call on that? Because when you lose Bill Callahan, I'm sorry, it's an off-season loss. Well, it, it it is interesting that when the season ended, I said, well, when you get blown out in a playoff game, normally there are dramatic changes. Um, and I'm like, but there aren't going to be dramatic changes here in Cleveland. Everybody's going to come back. Well, clearly I was not an insider when it came to that speculation because out the door immediately, offensive coordinator. Out the door immediately, running backs coach. Out the door immediately, tight ends coach. Wide receiver coach stays. Uh, offensive line coach, out the door. This is pretty dramatic as far of as an offseason change when you have a quarterback coming back that was in the fold but out of the fold there are a lot of moving parts to this Cleveland Browns offense. And I'll tell you, Kenny, one thing I didn't think I'd say a year ago, the one consistent, thank God, is Kevin Stefanski. Mm. I did not think I would say that a year ago. Thank God Kevin Stefanski is here because we needed somebody. We needed somebody to, to you know, move them through all this because this is not easy. This is not easy for, like, young coaching Coaching staffs, young coaches, this is not an easy thing to work through, but I do have some faith in Kevin that I didn't necessarily have a year ago. He earned that. There it is. It's written right there. First one up, it's a loss. I would say, well, with Kevin, you you mentioned that. However, you know, Albert Breer was on uh, Afternoon Drive yesterday and talking about you know these decisions that are made because you say, I, I feel better about Kevin. You feel better about Kevin. But now what's muddied the water here a bit is that Jason Lloyd yesterday or two days ago questioned whether or not it was Kevin Stefanski's decisions to make. 
And then you have Mary Kay, where she kind of didn't really, couldn't emphatically say it was his decision to make. And here's Albert Breer yesterday talking about if it matters, who makes these decisions here? I think it does matter, you know, because it can set the table for things going forward. And once the front office crosses that line, you know, it's really hard to undo that. And, yeah, I do think the front office had a lot of input in what happened here. And You know, look, like I think there's pressure on Kevin and, and the coaches to get more out of Deshaun Watson. I think the concern here would be the role that, that Alex played in that staff and how, in a lot of ways, like, because you know, Kevin is not as outgoing that, like, Alex was kind of, the glue guy on that staff, the guy who held everything together. And, you know, obviously I, I think the reaction from a lot of the, the guys on that staff to the way that certain guys were picked off after the year was kind of like, a, oh, you know, what do we do wrong? You know, obviously they were able to, to win 11 games with their fourth and fifth tackles, with four different quarterbacks, with no Nick Chubb, you know. And so I think that there was – genuine surprise on the part of some people on the staff that so many coaches lost their jobs and you know and that one guy in particular who was such an important piece of holding everything together was one of the guys on the way out and he's on his way to new england now to be their offensive coordinator for gerard mayo that was announced yesterday that ox van pelt is out so it, it, it makes you think like something stinks something stinks about who's making that decision there because remember you go back to the charles robinson conversation that he had at yahoo sports where there was definitely some people in that building who resented the man who lives 2,300 miles away. I used to say 3,500 miles away, but a man named Tom uh, emailed me and said, no, Kenny, it's about 2,300 miles away. Just in change, I think it is. So there you go. Guy who lives 2,300 miles away uh, might be making the decisions and pulling some strings, which would not make me feel any better because the guy who we all trust is Kevin Stefanski. And if we don't, if we can't trust Kevin Stefanski anymore, then I think it makes us a little bit nervous because if he wouldn't have the power, then I think I can't help but feel a little bit nervous about the coaching staff and everything clicking into place next year. Yeah, I I, I think the one thing, you know, we're, we're talking about the minutia. And I mean, we are digging deep into, you know, the, the degree that losing coaches and, and bringing in new perspective, how that changes things. I think fans today might be, oh, well, but the minute they sign a wide receiver or they trade for a wide receiver this offseason, I think fans will be right back where they were. So I, I don't think it's all necessarily doom and gloom today. Like, let's let's see how this works. Let's see this infusion of new perspective that some people, you know, tend to champion with Ken Dorsey. Let's see how how this is. Um, this th- I'm going to give it a chance. I'm not, not just going to sit here just because, you know, Ken Dorsey didn't work out in Buffalo mm-hmm. um, and he's shown the door. I'm not going to. I'm not going to act like he is not a football mind and doesn't know what he's doing. That's true. I mean, guys, guys. Well, remember, he was used as a scape. They said he was used as a scapegoat. I, and I said that the, the morning after it happened. And I said, well, interestingly enough, all the numbers are still really good for the Buffalo Bills offense. But they did shift their, their methodology. And hey, just because Ken Dorsey operated one way with Josh Allen there, he is not the same player as Deshaun Watson. I know we like to think, oh, mobile quarterback, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but guys play totally different. Mobile quarterback for Patrick Mahomes means a lot different than Lamar Jackson mobile quarterback, which means a lot more a few years ago than Ryan Tannehill mobile quarterback. Like All these guys play the game and play the sport completely differently. And Deshaun Watson certainly plays the game differently than Josh Allen. So let's let's see. Let's give it a shot. Let's not... You know, off-season loss, whatever. I'm, there will be some off-season wins. Trust me. This is not. This well, is not it's the just end the of the first road. off-season thing that's happened. That's all. Yeah. Well, the coach, the the well, entire shakeup in general. We st- oh, I, you see, I can't. Can I call those all off? 
depending, like Bill Callahan's the one I know, like this is an off-season loss. If Ken Dorsey comes in here and works in Sapatico with, with what you have with him, with uh, Deshaun Watson, then I think that that's going to be fine. Like, I can't say it yet, but when you lose Bill Callahan, like, that's an off-season loss. At least he went to leave and coach with his son. He didn't leave because he was in a huff. Or he was really upset with the Browns' front office. So maybe that makes I, it a little bit easier. I think you might have to ask the Browns fans. What? Should the, should the Browns have moved heaven and earth to keep Bill Callahan? Because that's what I was seeing last night. People were going nuts. And I just sat there, and I'm like, man, that's just not how an NFL – organization really operates. Mm-hmm. I got, I think I got some people in here. I'll, I'll explain a little bit during about last night. You going to bring this up again during about last night with, with some of the other moves and Alex Van Pelt. All right. I got something else to explain about last night because people's emotions change. Two one six four seven four to below 92 that. And it's six forty. Lima got a statewide concert uh, conversation started about your Kids, Ken Carmen, Tone Master General, live on the fan. Now, the Ken Carmen show with Anthony Lima give their thoughts on what you might have missed about last night. Oh, the Red Hot Cavaliers stay that way with a nice, nice 108 101 win over Memphis, the second game of a back to back. No Evan Mobley. Jared Allen gets injured. Uh, the Grizzlies obviously shorthanded, but I'm Cavaliers to- with some big shots. Max Struess down the stretch, big three to seal the deal. Push that lead to seven. Guys, uh, I don't mean to uh, keep bringing it back here. I'm only going to mention it once. I I, I know we're not going to do it today. I'm close to flipping the switch. I'm much closer than I've ever been. We are on Ken Carmen's time when it comes to flipping the switch. You make make your own decision. You can make your own decision. That's fine. You want to make the decision? Fine. You go right on ahead. I'm not standing in your way. It's both of our shows, even though you're going to be leaving me I mean, for two weeks. Two weeks ago, it seemed like Ken Ken was like, oh, hum, oh, oh my Cavaliers God. win, beat I, bad teams. I didn't even realize this. Is it now or never about flipping the switch? I said I said February 12th. He's still going to be out, right? Who knows when I'll be back? Who knows? What the hell is that supposed to mean, Anthony? Uh, you know, we have all sorts of issues at the home front right now. Yesterday was the due date. We're still waiting. Clock is ticking. Could be Monday. Could be Tuesday. Could be Wednesday. Who knows? Who Just knows, Kenny? Typical Lima fashion, unreliable when you really need them is, for a specific time. Is the baby delivery a two-key situation as well? Uh, You know what? <laughs> Already I, a chip off the old I, block. I, that I'm ready. She's ready. Let's go. Let's go. You know anything about the mucus plug, Ken yep. Carmen? I know all about it, buddy. Yep. Know all about Just it. Just all sorts of... Debris and whatnot. I like to call it debris. Is that was that what it? Do you save it? Do you put it in the scrapbook? No. You we go fishing in the not, toilet. We're not like that. No. No. I got a whole drawer for him, <laughs> full of mucus. Well, remember the first time we didn't have the all natural labor. So gross, you could barely get it out. What? We didn't have was, any of that. It was bad. We had the uh, moving on. Bud. We had the old surgery to start out last year, so this is all new to us. We don't know what's going to happen. I've had enough of this. What we do know is. Your Cavaliers, now within striking distance of the 2C. That's right. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. With Milwaukee going backwards, Philly now five seed going backwards in the Joel Embiid news yesterday. Ah. Now it's getting very, very interesting with the Cavs and the Knicks surging. The two hottest teams in basketball. Neither team will relent. No matter who's in the lineup, Knicks have had their injuries now. I mean, it's, it's incredible what these two teams are doing. And Boston lost. Oddly enough, with no uh, LeBron or Anthony Davis, they lost to the Lakers last night. Philly did win. So it's uh, the Eastern Conference supremacy. The battle for supremacy continues. David Pingalore sending tweets again. Yeah, we'll get to that uh, in a little bit because he has had some dynamite drop-ins when it comes to LeBron tweets over the years. uh, He's also had about 100 other tweets that have been woefully wrong, but that's not what the internet cared about last night. focus on those right now. Ping! Remember when he worked here in Cleveland? Do you remember? Nope. It was before the show's time. It was before the station's time. Yeah, I don't remember. All right. Well, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Bill Ryder, however, a very credible journalist and NBA commentator, uh, had this to say about how dangerous your wine and gold are. I think they're potentially dangerous. And I think the way that they played without Mobley and without Garland in particular and what it does look like and now will look like with one and then both of those guys back is really interesting. I think they're deep. They obviously play great defense. I think they're going to be better offensively than they've been. So, yes, I do. There are people who want to believe, but I think there's some hesitation. I think some of it surrounds Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs. I like Bill Ryder. Well, which is interesting. Donovan Mitchell has one of the great playoff runs like in recent NBA history. It was in the bubble. He also... Had two. Got to go back in the bubble then. He had two clunkers, you know, two years ago with Dallas or against Dallas, I should say. When uh, Jalen Brunson, you know, it was it was an incredible series because Luca went down and Brunson stepped up in a big way. Remember that was his free agency year, um, or ends up with the Knicks, and then the following year, Donovan Mitchell loses to Jalen Brunson and the Knicks. So I I don't I I don't think that there's some huge problem with Donovan Mitchell in the postseason. All of a sudden, I mean this this obviously the, the microscope is on these guys. That's the narrative we draw. We we like to if uh, no because that sounds accusatory towards Bill. But no, that's that's something that his he is known as now, and we have to he has to correct that. Now I don't know how he corrects that because if he plays hero ball, Donovan Mitchell and just takes over, I don't know if they win. Like, there has to be a shared responsibility, does there not, Tone? Well, this is what happens when you when you lose a series. I told you, Kenny, there's just there's consequences of losing series that way and how we talk about you in the NBA and even now the NFL. I mean, my God, Lamar Jackson all offseason. He had an MVP all offseason. It's going to be about what he didn't do in the playoff game against Patrick Mahomes, just like Josh Allen all offseason. It's going to be, well, you can't get past Patrick Mahomes like this is this is how this works when it comes to the playoffs now in sports Clayton Kershaw for years well what did you do in the postseason we don't care what you did over 162 Mm -hmm. been the dominant pitcher 
of our time for for the better part of a decade, and yet people like, well, Clayton Kershaw, playoffs. Like, it's a small sample size. David Price up until then. uh, You know, a lot of guys, even though I don't think, it's weird, it's focused on us. We in the media make a big deal about that. I don't know if it ever really affects the bottom line for players. I just think other teams feel that they're going to fix these guys. Like, ah, he's not going to be bad for us. We need him. Like, did it ever hurt Clayton Kershaw at all? No. Not not his wallet. It certainly didn't hurt David Price. He made a hell of a lot of money. Like, it it doesn't hurt as much as we make it out to be like, ah, I can't can't sign that guy. Nope, teams are going to sign him. Baseball, basketball, football, even though it's not as much in football. But those other two sports, when it comes to postseason performance, a lot of folks, I think, overrate where guy standing is. It's a big thing legacy-wise, the postseason, clearly. It's the whole reason we talk about Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame. But in terms of really whether you want them, whether you whether you need them, like, I don't think that that changes anything. Yeah, and in, in the East, all these teams are better. So today, we're looking at the Cavs saying, all right, now we can confidently say that the Cavs are better than they were last year. They're deeper than they were last year. Uh, we'll see how Garland and and Mitchell play together. I'm True. not I'm not worried about Mobley being infused um, with Jared Allen. I'm, I, I think that tends to be a good thing. I'm not not really concerned about any of that. The issue is that the Knicks are better than they were last year. Philly now just had this significant meniscus news with Joel Embiid, so he's going to be reevaluating all that. He's going to miss time. I mean, this could be a month. I don't know what it's going to be, but. You know, at the same time, Tyrese Maxey scores fifty-one last night. He's just gonna, he's just gonna be a, become a superstar. Like you'll see him fill that void. But they're gonna be behind the Cavs in the standings. Now I'm wondering who is gonna be the potential first-round draw for the Cavs. And it's way too early to really have any idea who that's gonna be. Could be the Heat. Could be the Pacers. I mean, plant Ty- your flag. Right Tyrese now. Halliburton might be the best player in a Cavs. Pacers series. Some would say. Some would say he's. They, they think he's better than Donovan Mitchell. Stick that flag in the ground right now. Who would you? Who would you most want to see right now as a February second Groundhog Day to see in the postseason? Oh, I'd love, who do you want to see? Oh, first I'd love round? to see Orlando. Orlando would be the team, but I, I don't know by that time. I don't know where Orlando's going to be. I'd love to see the Bulls. I don't know where the Bulls are going to be by that time. I'd like to avoid, if at all possible, Philly, Miami, and Indiana. I wouldn't. I'll tell you, pe- oh, the three potential. Yeah, I mean, people are people are you know poo pooing Philadelphia now because of Embiid and his playoff issues. I would not want to see that guy in a first round series. I mean, he was the best player in the NBA this year well, up until his injury. I think you're I would exactly not, right. I think he could fall out Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Yep. By the and well, he's half. done that. He's done that before. Yeah, no thanks. I don't and want to see that. And the, now he'll be well rested because <laughs> he's going to miss all this time. Remember, before we start tough talking here, when it comes to the 76ers, I'm glad you brought that up. They're talking about the finals with Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. They are not talking about the first round with Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. So if you drew them in the first round, that would be a uh, that would be a concern. All right, quickly. Uh, Jim Harbaugh had his introductory press conference. I guess he didn't stay at Michigan after all, despite what Keith Britton was telling us for, you What's know, What's it feel like to get it wrong, years? Keith? Yeah. What's it feel like to get it wrong? That's embarrassing. Uh, hope you enjoyed your title. Uh, Harbaugh had this to say about whether he belongs in Los Angeles. Right now, LA guy? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I aspire to be. You know, uh, I mean, uh, I want to. I want to drive my RV out and, and go to a trailer park. You know, like down by the water or uh, by Disneyland. There'll be two that I've researched that are close to the facility, and I want to Jim Rockford it for the uh, for the for the next couple of months until we move to the new facility. Okay, Kenny. 
That uh, that seems to be the Harbaugh. That seems to be the Harbaugh I remember. I mean, that's. I know we've been so locked into the cheating scandal over the last however many months here, but that's fun-loving Harbaugh. Never know what he's going to say. So odd. Kind of a. I like to be in the woods. Kind of flaky. But I don't like to camp. Like, I'm not an RV guy. Well, we've talked about glamping. You said not necessarily glamping. That's the only type of camping I think I would do. But you're carrying too much stuff out there. Harbaugh's going to the Disney Resort to camp. Maybe I'll be different at at my next stage. He's always been an oddball. He's going to be a fun story, though. I mean, he... I, I do love these kind of stories. We have so many buttoned-up coaches in the NFL. He's not going to be one of them. He he is going to tell you what he thinks. He's going to tell you what he thinks of other coaches, other teams. I kind of love that. So he's going to be like, like we've always needed. He's Sean Payton. Yeah, Sean Payton got, does all that. We've got, you know, Stefanski is very, you're not getting an answer. And then we've always needed a coordinator on Thursday that's zany and comes in with the zingers. You're getting that from Harbaugh. You'll get it from Harbaugh from moment one. He is a disruptor. That's how he's always been. I enjoy that. Can't wait for Schwartz to go after him. Yeah, uh, those two. Those two, the last time on an NFL football field, they, like, ships crossed into the night. It was one of the most awkward post-game non-handshake situations ever. Oliver and Hazard Perry on Lake Erie with these two, buddy boy. Yeah, Google that. Look that up, kids. Young listeners, if you don't know about that situation when Harbaugh was with the 49ers, Schwartz was with Detroit. Speaking of young listeners, for all you parents of young listeners, Lima had a statewide conversation started about your kids. It's coming up next on The Fan. Peter and Company Jewelers and Avon Lake. Tell everybody about their kids, Lima. The warning that you have to give them. High school age children. I have a warning? Well... I don't know if it's a war. I don't know. You you brought this up. You say it. Why do I got to start everything? Go. Oh, it's about the high school thing? Yeah, Anthony. Well, the way you let into it, I'm like, is there something else? Because that well, made no sense to me. I don't know how to, to do it, Eddie, but you'll sit there and stare <laughs> at me until I open I up the mic warn- and I say something. What so sometimes have- you can just take off. What do I have it. to warn the kids about? There's this. two shows, or there's two people here on this show. Oh, you know what? Yo, you talk. I'm just turning my okay. mic off. You go. I'm just making sure we're on the same page here. Uh, so yesterday, somebody tweeted me video from a girls basketball game and they're like yo you got to comment on this so I watched the video and it was one team two local teams on the west side St. Joe's Academy and Magnificat and one team uh Mags Mags is a perennial power St. Joe's has been good too St. Joe's had a very very good robust program but Mags Mags is a team that you know expects to every year compete to get down to the final four um believe they have state championships. They're a very good program. And they don't, I think they have the score bug, but it's kind of obscured here on the screen. So I can't tell, but somebody says Mags is up like 15 or 20 points. It's in the fourth quarter and they speed up the video. And what's happening here is the team that's down, St. Joseph Academy is in a zone. And, you know, the, the top of the zone is kind of extended, but they're not really matching up with anybody. It's not like a quintessential matchup zone. They're just kind of sitting back. All right, so they're sitting back in the zone. And because of that, Mags has the lead. They're like, well, we'll just hold the ball. It's the fourth quarter. We have the lead. We're going to hold the ball. Looks like 49-34 is the score in the fourth quarter, 7-30 left. That's the final score. Because no action transpires the rest of the fourth quarter. The losing team just holds the ball. 
The winning team is like, whatever. And that's the quarter. That's the end. Mags isn't going to do anything. They have the lead. They're not going to turn the ball over. They're up 15. So they held the ball for the final seven minutes and change. And the defense doesn't come out, never defend. They don't switch into a, a one out. They don't switch into a man defense. They don't switch into a matchup zone where you have some man principles. They don't do any of that. So that's it. They played three quarters of basketball. What did you hear the fans or the fans booing? Or are they on halves now? Parents booing. They're, they they switched up in college. Oh, regardless, they final yeah. quarters still. Final okay. seven and a half minutes of the game or whatever it is. Yeah. Final seven minutes. I I bet. Well, wait a minute. Aren't they only? No, they're eight minute quarters, right? Yeah. Okay, so. So basically, they start the quarter, they get the rebound, and it seems that they just stand there with the ball. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's... Yeah, Mags has no reason to really do anything unless they just want to want to play normal basketball. So they're like, ah, we'll take the win. So I don't know the backstory between these coaches. Uh, that, that Typically, when you see this, at this time of the year, these are teams that play each other. They know each other inside and out. I don't know what the backstory is. I, I was told that this caused enough of a ruckus that, you know, a coach was actually placed on leave. An email was sent to the students. I don't want anybody to get fired over it, but no, I, I no. definitely have a problem with this. Wouldn't everybody else? Shouldn't people have a problem with this? I mean, this isn't basketball. This is just standing around on a basketball court. That's all that is. I, I don't think that this is something that you can't. This this is not for the betterment of the children. No, nobody, nobody went to a basketball game. No family members went. No friends went to a basketball game. You can see plenty of fans. It's a smaller gym. Um, but there's, there's, pl- I can't. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of fans there. Now, you can't hear the sound, but I've been in a gym when this happens, when a team holds the ball. This does happen from time to time. Um, typically, it's a less talented team that knows they want to shrink the game, less possessions, They'll do this maybe earlier in the game if they're within striking distance. That's strategy. I understand that. In this case, it's the fourth quarter. Fans start to get a little restless and go, come on. We didn't come here. We didn't go out of our way to come to a game to only have three quarters of basketball. Like, let's play basketball. Well, and there's no shot clock. Well, this There is, is no shot clock thank you for bringing it up. in boys or girls basketball in this, the state of Ohio. My issue is Unlike just, some other more progressive states. My issue is just put in shot clocks. Which immediately when we did this conversation, I remember it was like three years ago, people went crazy because we need volunteers to run the shot clock and then you need the money to install the shot clock. And it had me Googling how much from the fair play people, how much a shot clock actually cost. I mean, it was Dactronics. I was on the phone with Dactronics a few years ago about this. They're the best. Well, they, it's them in fair play and that's it. Like, Tone, that's how serious it got. And I go, this is BS. You guys can't afford these things. This is a lie. Why don't you guys want to put in shot clocks? I don't understand this at all. Well, Kenny, to put in all these shot clocks. And then David Briggs has the article that came out where, what, last year, how much does the OHSAA have sitting in the kitty now? Like $17 million? I might yeah, be able least. to get you a few shot clocks out there. It, it, listen, guys, it, it, it's 2024. I, I'm not as passionate about it as Tone. But it's just time for shot clocks because shot clocks would, would end this. I am not going after – I think both coaches are in the wrong. I'm not going after one or the other. I'm going after both. It's ridiculous to stand there with the basketball, and it's ridiculous to not try to play defense. As far as my understanding, and you've told me this as well as several other coaches, it isn't coming upon the defense to go out there and play and get the ball. So I can I cannot just go after one coach or the other. I have to go after both. And, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree. At some but point, I don't want either one fired. I want them to learn point, their lesson and like, get moving with this. Mags was not going to lose the game by pressing the action. And also, who cares by how much you lose the game if you're St. Joseph Academy? You're there to compete. Your girls only have so many games in a high school career on varsity. 
I uh, I think you just got to play basketball at right. some point. At no point was you know the final score you know gonna ch- gonna change the outcome. Let's go to the phones. Paul and Kirtland, you're first up on the fan. Yellow. Hey guys, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I wanted to call in on the high school girls game. I coach uh, local high school girls basketball, and I've seen this happen. I mean, I'm talking about 15, 20 years, and. One thing that bugs me is as you get further on, you know, into district and sectional, I'm sorry, district and regional and state play, you see this happen more often. Obviously, the stakes are larger and it's win or go home. Um, I would love to see a shot clock, but I think I even have an easier solution. I know this happens in other sports. You know, in varsity basketball, the trail official is responsible for the 10-second call, right? Are you familiar with that? Yes. Okay. When that ball crosses half court, if that, that official sees the clock and one minute, like if, if in one minute no shot goes up, then that's something that could be done without a shot clock, without an old man sitting at the table pressing a button every time the ball hit the rim. Like it, it would be the trail official's responsibility. And we have excellent officiating here in Northeast Ohio. I want to make sure all the officials You don't have to that. suck up in case they get an assignment. So, Come on. <laughs> I think that'd be an easy thing to add. You know, one, one minute all is right. probably longer than most shot clocks would be, but it's for these kind of situations. All right, Paul. And full disclosure, I, I know Paul. You does know a, Paul. Does a great job at East Lake North. So, Coach, well, I went, I, in, two, wait, in 2023, <laughs> nine states added a shot clock. How are they finding the money? And we're hearing about Ohio not being able to nice. find the money when we're just talked about a surplus. How much money are we really talking? Are you hearing from administrators that it really is too the, – the, the schools are so strapped that they couldn't do it? He put his name out there and everything. I, I'm not hearing that, but the people that make those choices, I mean, if there are nine schools, then, then I think they would have some phone calls to make or some emails to make and find out how, how it's being done. I think of you, if you compare all the sports – that go on to the next level, college and professional, the, the biggest difference between the games, between the high school and the college level, is in basketball, and it's the fact that there's no shot clock. You can't find that much of a difference in any other sport when you change from high school to college. This year, Connecticut, Idaho, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oregon have added the shot clock. 27 state associations utilize the shot clock in some capacity. Wow. Ohio so, is yeah, not one national, of them. National Federation has approved uh, states to make that that decision, you know, state by state type of decision. But I, you know, I'd like to see the more times it happens. I'd like to see, you know, Ohio stop making excuses about it and start finding finding ways to to make something happen. All right, Paul, thank you very much for the call. I don't know if he wanted his business out there, but either way, well, fine. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. Are you passionate about the shot clock tone? I just, I just, it's, it's unbelievable in the year two thousand twenty four. We against, don't have a shot are clock. You, if, are you an administrator against the shot clock? I'll reach out to all you across the aisle. And Memphis is 18-30. and 30, But I thought it was one of the best win of the season for your Cleveland Cavaliers. And I'll tell you why. Coming up on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.